Thank you for joining. This is part two of the lies the world tells us. We are going over tactic one, promising uh, to meet our deepest needs. That's the lie of the world. And so in 1 John 2, 15 and 17 is a key passage in understanding how the world tries to suck us in. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. According to this passage, there are three channels through which the world works, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. They are all the same channels that Satan used when he tempted Eve and again when he appeared to Jesus in the wilderness and tempted him. The lust of the flesh We'll look at the flesh as the enemy in its own right in the next session. But let's just notice for now that the lust of the flesh is linked to the world. The more we buy into the world's lies and act on them, the more unhelpful patterns of thinking become established in our mind. When then becomes default ways of behaving. The lust of the eye. The world also works through the lust of the eyes. It shows me things that it claims will meet my needs. Those legitimate needs for acceptance, significance, and security that God created me to have. It's interesting and sad that a number of pieces of research have shown that more Christian men regularly use porn than don't. And quite a few women use it too. The world is always trying to get our attention with bright, new, attractive things. Airbrush models make us feel we have to look a certain way and create anxiety about aging. Ultimately, they don't lead us into a bright future, they promise, but into a darkness and confusion. The pride of life. Then there's the pride of life. This is a simple, simply the temptation The world throws at us to boast about our life based on the lie that it's possessions or achievements or connections that make us significant. Even as Christians, I'd swallow the world's lies about social class and status. I was a bit embarrassed by my friends who loved Jesus and loved me before people who had no meaning connection with God. How ridiculous. The truth is, when we feel the need to boast about what we have, our achievements, or who we know, we show our insecurity. We're using those things as a crutch to bolster our self-image. But do we don't know, we don't need to do that anymore. And neither do I. We are now holy and pleasing to God. We are now acceptable and completely secure in Him. This ending of the first session, I would like to ask you a couple of questions. In what ways has the world tried to make you feel insignificant, insecure, and unloved? In what ways has the world promised you significance, security, and acceptance? Do you recognize these false formulas? 
Performance plus accomplishments equals significance. Status plus recognition equals security. Appearance plus admiration equals acceptance. Those are all false formulas. How can you counteract the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life? Read 1 John 2, 15, and 17, and let us know your answers.